Hello. It's Halloween. Welcome to Mystic and the Machine. It is Halloween, so we've gone with the orange lighting today. I don't know if it was a great choice. <laughs> it all I'm, looks, feeling, I'm feeling pumpkin, pumpkin-esque. It all looks more orange now than <laughs> usual with my glasses. Yeah. But I feel like your glasses are also casting even more of like an orange glare on everything. <laughs> They're beige. They're beige glasses. They have to stay. <laughs> they make you feel beige. <laughs> they do. It's the energy that things give you sometimes. Why have you been so obsessed with getting these specific glasses for about two years? Uh, what, like black-rimmed, coloured aviators? Yeah. I don't know. I've just had like a bit of an autistic obsession with them. <laughs> I'm not sure where it's come from. Normally my autistic obsessions do come from a specific piece of media or something I've watched. Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to place that. And Is there a certain I vibe can't. that you're trying to curate? Um, not really. It's just more like it. I'm getting into playing cards of various kinds. <laughs> and it feels like these are good card playing, card playing glasses. <laughs> and oh my um, usually when you go to these card playing places, they have like lights that go down to the table but they're very bright and they they're very glaring but why so thought, oh, though it's like, oh it's a bit edgy for my why eyes. do they have detective lights like so that you can see properly you can see exactly what's going on so that you can intimidate your opponent i understand it <laughs> i understand it but at the same time it's also just like boys this lights is just fucking powerful and like i need something just to soften the blow a little bit well since we're in the halloween spirit um I don't think, I don't know, we're Mystic in the Machine, we're always weird. I feel like everyone always uses Halloween as an excuse to, like, be weird. And, be like, extra weird. Yeah, and mystical, but I don't need that, because I'm, like... You're extra weird. I'm extra weird 24-7. Yeah, 24-7, all year round, not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I bought some of my spooky artifacts to show you this episode. Um, spooky artifacts? Yeah. Do show. So a this show is my um, episode of a, sh a show and tell. Mystic in the Machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is my very first book of shadows. Am I not, am I not edgy? Book of shadows. Yeah, my very first book of shadows. Your book of spells and witchcraft. Yeah, that I made myself by hand. Um, Cute. And I use this. Uh, it's like tarot. Um, was it paper was cover? It, was it like a thingy? It's like, like all the different tarot cards of the major arcana. I feel like it was um, wrapping paper. Yeah, it we, was wrapping paper that I repurposed and and then like rebound to make this like weird little book thing. And this is like a little amulet that you gave me, mm -hmm. like a Scottish amulet of a bird that I glued to it. And then inside, I don't even remember what I've written inside. It's like probably, I don't know, edgy bullshit. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, there's Enochian alphabet. There's some Enochian alphabet. There's some sigils. Um... There's all kinds of sigils. Show the sigils. I've got the tree of life. That's uh, oh, I can't. That, I'm, that, I, did, I'm not supposed to show the sigils. That will break your spells. None of these spells are useful. They're probably like very BPD and like weird. This is what I made in my early twenties. So this is uh, how you manifest. Yes, <laughs> this is exactly. This is how I manifest. Um, hang on. Yeah, there there was like some Enochian alphabet shit in here, but I don't know where it is. Uh, yeah, here it is. I tried to like re like to write the Enochian alphabet. So that I could have it on hand. It's not like I was even using it for anything. <laughs> just to have it on hand. Just I just thought like, it looked cool. Just so to, I was just like, to talk it. with the angels whenever they like decide just to. Just whenever care. I just just whenever I feel like it. Just like to have the when angels you do a on. Deep scrying speaker. session and talk with beings from another realm. Speaking of deep scrying sessions and beings from other realms, here is my crystal ball. Her name is Persephone. Um, 
I haven't. <laughs> That's the most like lame goth thing I've ever said. In my life. <laughs> I'm like, her name is Persephone. This is my crystal ball. Her name is Persephone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> You're going there. I'm going there. We need to get you a booth in LA. I I would love that. Like a little bungalow somewhere. If anyone knows, you know. Anyone who has an extra booth in that, LA, I feel like that's the exact kind of energy. Please hit me up. That you you would match with, the, especially with the crystal ball. You you know, I just I just like what I like. I feel annoyed by the fact that like the whole witch talk, blah 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 shit has been a vibe. I've been collecting shinies since I was a child, and like doing weird like like consciousness bending shit since I was like like since ever since I could ask the question like what am i i've been like doing weird shit so it's not like a aesthetic to me which mm. is the thing and like i actually i don't know i'm like actually in it but it's difficult when you're trying to kind of i guess find community and people around the spooky and the weird and the spiritual because you never know who's just in it for the aesthetic and who's like and to grift as well yeah like money uh, yeah and stuff. exactly like that too one of the things that annoys me around halloween is is when all my normie friends are like can you give me a tarot reading? reading? Like, give give me a tarot reading. It's like it's not a parlor trick. Do you want me to delve into the depths of your unconscious? Like, for fuck's sake! Like, that's what it's for. Like, yeah, fuck's sake! But yeah, like, um, finding community around it is something that I would love to do, but that is uh, difficult increasingly, especially mm. online. Jesus Christ! Like, it's like the home of of crazy shit. Well, speaking of crazy shit and people kind of maybe feeling a bit not able to make friends and community and such. Oh, yeah. I found um, a case of pretty extreme uh, violence. Well, let's, let's set the scene. Okay. So this, leading up to Halloween, things have been pretty insane. I think there was an eclipse. There's been a full fucking moon. Mm -hmm. Everyone's been going a bit crazy. Mm -hmm. There is a mass shooting as mm -hmm. well. That was like the thing that I think kicked off the week. And I think one of the worst ones in American history as well. Aren't they all? Well, that's every <laughs> single like... time one of these things happens. Like that's what is said. But, you know, I don't know, man. And it kind of has been memory hold. People haven't really been talking about it. It's just sort of like, oh, yeah, whatever. Another day. And um, one thing. You know, so much going on. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed is like the major theme of this like very haunted bad time in the collective unconscious is violence. It's been a particularly violent couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot more violent imagery and seen a lot more violent rhetoric than I, I think I ever have in my life. And like maybe 9-11 maybe was probably a time where it was equivalent, but I was a baby. So, yeah. Well, it was interesting because I guess I was playing Pokemon at that time of <laughs> so my So you've regressed. Well. <laughs> so you, now... that, that's the thing. I've, I've been trying to find the key to Jake's Pokemon obsession. <laughs> I've been like remotely psychoanalyzing him. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and, and now I'm this playing is it. Pokemon again. Because there's 9-11 vibes around. You've regressed. And you're are. like, it's like an infantile. At the end of the world. Self-pacifying coping mechanism. At the end of the world playing Pokemon. I don't know <laughs> kind of what's so, so wrong with that. Jake's like, gotta catch me. And that's what the, the vibe is about you're trying to do an adult ash catchem ash catchem adult ash catchem i think that that's what you you're trying to do with the, with the, i, I think know. you're on your an arc you're an arc of, of your own hero's journey at the moment, can, and i shouldn't interrupt any, it. anybody that can recognize any of the symbols or things that are on my shirt like bosh 
Oh, that's all in reverse, so you're not going to be able to read that anyway. But it's an audio nerd fucking outfit. How do you know Ash wouldn't have been an audio tech guy? Because he's not, is he? He's he a Pokemon fucking... Yeah, but he like, would have outgrown sweet, the Pokemon. Like, sunshine boy. He like, would have outgrown the Pokemon. and he'd have been like, like the real dark Ash Ketchum. <laughs> if he was actually like a fucking drum and bass producer. <laughs> dark Academia Ash Ketchum. Yeah, Dark Academia Ash Ketchum. <laughs> But, but yeah, that maybe that's the key to it is the fact that you've regressed because it's giving nine eleven vibes at the moment, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna play Pokemon because that's gonna like help me feel. Not really. Less. It's just like I feel like um, drum, liquid drum and bass and uh, Nintendo games are a vibe. I don't know why and I've I been like yeah I've been coming home uh... from work every day, <laughs> and Jake's just been oh sorry oh Fuck Jake's just been there sorry I dropped something Jake's just been there like literally the because we've got these like colored light thingies mm-hmm. and he's like got the fucking disco lights on and he's listening to like liquid drum and bass and just there like playing pokemon like no other just in bliss yeah and, I feel like, and then you come home oh my god did you hear about this thing with israel palestine i'm just like no dude I caught, <laughs> I caught a fucking shiny today like i'm super i'm super chuffed for myself that's how jake is dealing with the end of the world <laughs> i think maybe the rest of us should uh take a note out of his book i think so like is it really like how much is it like i don't know there's a part of me that's sort of just like how much is it I disturbing like uh you know your day-to-day life well i mean it is you i know? mean i can't get anywhere I can't get anywhere now. If you work around being. Westminster, maybe that's gonna like disrupt your tube journey or like your commute into work. But like, I mean, like what, in your day to day life, all of the horrible things that are happening, what what difference does it make to it? I mean, I don't blame people for dissociating because it's fucking heavy shit. It like, is as it's well. Fucking... It's, ter- it's terrible things. And on top of that, there's no way. But also, there's no there's no meaningful it's way. It's so remote to your life. That's my point. Yeah, like, yeah. What, what, what is the what is? But the, the thing is, it's not. The thing is that it's not remote anymore. Resolving all of this like horrible. Things well, that's that the happening. thing. It's not remote anymore. It's spilled over into the West, in terms of it being filtered through the culture war. And also, you know, the, I think what I what I think at the is at the crux of the, this whole thing is like the changing of demography. Like, you know, maybe fifty years ago, support for Israel would have been like a given in like most demographics in the West. But now there's been like a shift in the demographics in the West. But why? Why would there be of um, why? Because of religion and uh, also, you know traditional values and all of that stuff with the decline of a lot of that especially among young people and also people from non uh from like muslim countries and all sorts of things now being a big population of the west that support for israel isn't necessarily guaranteed Mm -hmm. and because of that it's spilled over into the culture war here um and it's gotten so ugly so even though it's horrible and it's bombarded we're bombarded with all these horrible images and all of us, obviously, it like it pangs on on our humanitarian impulses and everything. You can't even make meaningful community around that or have meaningful conversation around it because everybody's at each other's fucking throats. Like, but what what is meaningful conversation? Well, I don't know. A horrible thing is happening in the world that, like, you know, our countries have a hand in. I think that there are meaningful conversations that could be had around that. I think, like, plenty of meaningful. A meaningful conversation is like something that's going to generate something out of it. Mm -hmm. So, or even if it's not something tangible, even if it's just like further understanding. 
Maybe I just I don't think most people are of kind of people's like, uh, positions so that you don't because what's happening now is people are responding to this by being like, I'm going to hate my neighbors. I'm going to hate my friends. I'm going to hate my family. And somehow that's going to make the world a better place. That is a is a mind virus that we are. Gonna, yeah, dissect. A, dissect a little pretty, bit. Pretty, yeah. In a bit. In a bit, yeah. But, it's sort of, but, yeah. but, 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 but to, to get back to our beginning topic, yeah, violence is one of the major themes currently. Um, it's giving purge vibes. It is, and this, this to keep in keeping with our Halloween theme. It's giving purge vibes at the moment. Um, this little story definitely gave me purge vibes. Yeah. 11-year-old stabbed at a Dollar Tree after calling a man an NPC. <laughs> and, like, that just... I felt that, that headline is fucking brutal in itself. But the story is fucking just as random as it sounds. I mean, the headline is surreal in a way. Like It is surreal. But then, like, the, the events are equally just, like, as stupid and nonsensical. So what are the events? The events is essentially that, like, a kid called a 29-year-old dude... So NPC. you're someone who's your age. Uh, yeah, our age, like outside of a, a dollar store. Yeah. He called him an NPC. Yeah. And so he chased him into the dollar store after brandishing a knife and just fucking stabbed him a bunch of times. <laughs> oh my God. A small child. Oh my God. And so the lesson here, ladies and gentlemen, the lesson here is um, don't fuck with people. If you fuck around, you will find out. And, uh, you know, don't, 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 don't like, you know, just don't fuck around with strangers. Don't fucking like say stuff. But this, not uh, even just that shit. So aggy and the mind virus yeah. has gotten so crazy just that like yourself. we're in clockwork orange energy at the moment where there's like youth running around doing ultra violence. That was like in Croydon or something. Someone have just like dashed acid in your face. Yeah, dude. Like, and like, also, yeah, that's, that's you're like, an NPC. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> But even Straight then, the that's even then, like uh, that's a obviously like a major thing online. And I've uh, one of the things I've seen, one of the places I've seen the NPC trope flourish, is in the spiritual community, especially in these like weird neo gnostic like niche places. The idea that there are certain people who are NPCs. You haven't downloaded the program, so you're like still trapped. Yeah, that, like that's a, like normal. It's normal. Know. And they talk about that normally. And it's like they just sort of casually dehumanize large swaths of the population. But this isn't like unique to these like weird niche communities. This seems to be everywhere online now and in any form of discourse yeah. surrounding any given topic. It's like this zero-sum game us versus them mentality. I'm the main character. I'm the savior of the world. And anyone who might have any kind of disagreement with me is like literally socially ostracized. Like it's so <laughs> fucked up. I know someone like got stabbed and was really serious. Like a kid got stabbed and was really severely injured. And I shouldn't like make any further jokes about this um, incident. But, but you're gonna. But it's like enemies can hear you. Like that's the that's the kind of meme, right? Is, what do you uh, mean? Like there's a meme in within gamers of like enemies can open doors, uh, and so that like they become more terrifying. And this kid called this <laughs> person an NPC, and then he heard him and fucking chased after him and fucking knifed him down. It's uh, you know. So to you, the moral of the story is like enemies can hear you, bro. It's like, <laughs> I think if, you're, be... if you're playing the game, like enemies can hear you. They can open doors. Like just keep to yourself and fucking, you know. I 
thing to me. I don't know. The only thing I can think of to explain it is that it was like an over yeah, it's like a, response it's like, to being I'm dehumanized. It's like, it's, it's like a video game response <laughs> in real life. <laughs> is that your video game response? Is that yeah, absolutely. That would be that's a GTA response. Uh, you, like someone, someone goes, calls you. Someone, it's like literally walking down the street in GTA. Someone goes, "Hey, sucker!" and then you just turn around and fucking Rocket knife them. them. Yeah. Like that is literally yeah, yeah. like a video game response, but in real life. But, but it's bleeding through. It's yeah, like kind of yeah. more more into like what you were saying, like yeah. all that kind of mentality and the kind of behavioral patterns that people formulate like online, like end up like bleeding through into the real world. Into the social domain, like, specifically into the interpersonal well, for, for people that domain. are obviously specifically like probably going through some stuff in their own right and probably like mentally ill and whatever. But that's like a lot of people. Because it's like it's a, it's hard to stay sane in this society. It is. It really is. It is. What did Bobby Bob say? Robert Robert Anton Wilson said, "If um, I love how you've taken to calling him Bobby Bob." <laughs> <laughs> um, he said that um, uh, when, when the world starts to feel and look more and more like a prison, the only sane thing to do is a jailbreak. Yeah, you got to have your Gnostic awakening, man. That's exactly it. You got to take the fucking mushrooms and uh, <laughs> and blast off. Does this make us the? Or- Orpheuses, Morpheuses, Orpheus, Morpheuses, the Orpheuses, <laughs> something like that, something like that. There was a, we'll call this segment, um, what's really grinding my gears. <laughs> and um, well, spe- this, speaking of more dystopian developments, I guess um, yeah, yeah, we can we can put it that way as well <laughs> because it is a dystopian development. Yeah, I think. Jake has to dedicate five minutes of the podcast to a rant. <laughs> uh, a new development a new dystopian development in the uk this week well which yeah is just an absurd place um they're starting they've basically proposed this idea to fucking keep raising the smoking age a legal smoking age so that essentially if you were born in i think like 2001 or something like this you'll never legally be able to smoke because the fucking age age will just keep going up and up and up and up and up mm-hmm. And I think this is fucking crazy, authoritarian bullshit. And um, <laughs> where is it going to stop? <laughs> what other kind of basic human actions are they going to prevent you from doing next? Jake's like, I'm sick of this fucking nanny state bullshit. <laughs> They're going to stop you from drinking tea. They're going to stop you from drinking coffee because it's got caffeine in it that fucking is bad for your liver and all these other bad things. Well, I think that the whole health and safety thing is being leaned into the more ineffectual governments actually become it's the same thing with all the environmental policy stuff as well like you know a lot of it is just sort of a cover for their general ineffectiveness and their failures really i would say that actually look we're doing something i would say that it's it's so it's a symptom of anti-drug culture and, like, that's why they're making fucking CBD and oil and all this other fucking shit to try and make you consume drugs, but, like, in a way that is acceptable within the fucking culture and stuff like this. Like, smoking is generally perceived as bad because it's bad for your health, and that then it's also associated with drugs as well. So that's well, why... Well, I find that there's and more that, stigma... And drugs is generally bad because of the anti-fucking drugs culture, which is like kind of my point. But I also feel like I feel like there's also a lot more stigma associated with smoking now. Like, I notice it when I'm out in public, if I have a cigarette. There'll be people around me who, like, cough really conspicuously in my face or, like, like oh, there's, like, a baby. And I, I don't smoke in front of fucking babies. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. Good. 
but it's oh, like even if, the baby. <laughs> but even if <laughs> even if there's like a baby like that's like, even like remotely around it's like you get like daggers stared at you by people and it didn't used to be that way in the uk like, i'm not smoking in baby's faces no so like, it didn't used to be that about. way in the uk but in america i noticed it was that way like i when i when i would smoke cigarettes there I would get like people yeah, harassing me and about being like an asshole. It's Dub- like fuck off. Doubly so in California. And because I roll, because in the UK we roll like, not everyone rolls their cigarettes, but it's like a thing that people do. That here. cheap people do. Yeah, we roll our cigarettes. I'd be rolling a cigarette in the park in America, and people would be like, "Oh my god!" Like, put your drugs away. And I'm, <laughs> it's just like it's just a cigarette. But my point is like, so the anti-drugs culture is um, fucking nonsense and a way of essentially form funneling money and consumer habits into specific things that are legal and have lobbyists and infrastructure and all this other fucking bullshit around yeah so fucking alcohol vapes all of this other stuff cbd yeah they don't want to fucking um you know make everything fucking legal and tax stuff even though it makes shitload of money why would there be because that would be that would mean that there are new other players making shitloads of money and not only that but it would actually detract from the money that people are already spending on alcohol because they would be then choosing other recreational drugs and all that mm-hmm, other kind mm-hmm. of stuff right so well i think people's drug of choice now is the, also the dopamine that they get from the internet kind of i think that drug like, of choice is like such that even is like no one has a drug of choice that's my fucking point because in culture you have to drink and if you don't drink you're considered a fucking druggie and a weirdo yeah that's the basic fact of it. And yeah. and smoking has been directly associated with that through this sort of slow easing out of like casual smoking tobacco. So now if you're smoking, it's like, why are you smoking still? Oh, because you probably smoke drugs. And that's why you still probably smoke <laughs> cigarettes. I think that might be your no, 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 head and not. your this is, this is, No, this is definitely how but, society yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking works. Okay? All right. Okay. Fucking okay. All right. Okay, and then, the, and, then, and this, not only this, the fucking, the, the, I, was, I was watching a really good video the other day that was talking about the death of, like, local music scenes and mm. culture and stuff like this. And part of what killed it was the smoking bands and as well. And a lot of what older people said, and I can't even relate to this because I'm not old enough to have known what, what it was like, like, yeah. culture was like before the smoking you could band. have a fucking The smoking band the came club. in when I turned... 16 i think which was actually the first which was actually also the time when they bumped up the age to legally smoke to 18 and i thought i was like oh great i can legally smoke and i was like no you can't buddy not for another two years it was fucking bullshit (laughs) but anyway that is the start of like breaking out the fucking phenomenology of uh a third place and being social and all this kind of stuff and it breaks the rhythm of people fucking hanging out and stuff because every time you're at a, at a night out or whatever you've got to go out in the cold to have a cigarette and it just fucks everything up and like it becomes this whole thing and there's lines yeah and the smoking area is always like fucking cramped and then people are like well you should just quit smoking yeah i'm gonna fucking quit smoking okay like i plan on quitting before i turn 30 I don't like know. whatever you, i think anybody that says why don't you quit smoking david like, Lynch doesn't doesn't smokes, like i so doesn't go to nightclubs and stuff i can't imagine honestly maybe i'm just that much of an addict and it's just so much kind <laughs> of part of my lifestyle that i just i literally cannot it's imagine you work in the music industry so you're like i cannot imagine bad going habits. to a fucking nightclub and not smoking because what am i going to do at a nightclub on a good, well-behaved night, I'm going to only drink alcohol. But we, that's the thing is we and have to... Even when I'm only drinking alcohol, 
what goes better with a fucking with a fucking drinky than a smoky? Like, <laughs> yeah, they just they and go together. And then another smoky. They go together like fucking. But even then, we do. And, I think it's. Cheese, I think dude. it's part of trying to form like a third place for adults who want to be clean living. And I feel like eventually we are no. going to have to start clean. It's trying living. to make everybody conform to this sober juice fucking LA <laughs> coffee yeah, yoga yeah. fucking bullshit lifestyle. It is literally but even, trying to but make even that then, it's also the conformed yeah, lifestyle. And like not only the, that, but if you step outside of that, not even in a fun countercultural way of like, oh, you're this edgy other thing of like, oh, no, you're probably quite gross and like a druggie or something. Yeah. Which is maybe also how hippies were seen, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like with I feel like with now, like there, it's not like necessarily countercultural. People take fucking drugs, like especially in London. Like London's like one of the cocaine capitals of the fucking world. Yeah, people I mean, fucking take drugs in the city, but I it's like it's not something that's like socially done. It's like a dirty, nasty little secret <laughs> or whatever mate, that's like honest, ruining your you, life if, on if the download. If you're on a works do and it gets late enough to where your manager cracks out the coke. I don't want to do fucking drugs like, with my you've, fucking you've, work people. You've Get got, away from me. You know me. that that night, is, you got to go home or you got to like go fucking deeper in. <laughs> and it really depends on the company you're with. The like type for me, of- I could not go fucking deeper in with work people. Yeah. Most work people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very Same. select work people. Maybe so. <laughs> no, I could definitely not ima- envision doing a wild night of cocaine with my colleagues. That doesn't sound like fun to me. Who would be the worst night of cocaine to do with you? Like, what would be the worst blunt rotation, like, uh, savage night for you? Like, guest of three. Like, Grimes. Grimes. Probably. Ugh, gross. Oh, God. Uh, on cocaine as well. Just, like, no. Just a heavy night. Just, a heavy like, night. lisping and talking. Just, like... At fucking hundred miles an hour about fucking cyborgs and bullshit. You're, I feel like you're I locked would, in with 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 three other guests with the worst guests. That you Grimes can would definitely be on that list. Grimes is on the list. Yeah. Okay. What is Elon Musk joining Grimes? I think on the so. List? I think so. I think that that would just be like the power too much couple autism. together. But yeah. Just like oh god no please no, <laughs> um, and then the third person. I don't know. I don't really have grudges or people that I hate. And even if I don't like someone, well, people, hearing people, you hate, people that you'd think would just be, it would just would be pleasant to do drugs around. I don't know any of those like leftist YouTube people. I think would be they would suck. <laughs> like Hassan. Yeah. Oh God, no. He would be your third. Yeah, one of in those, the worst blunt rotation. One of those people. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. That's a fair shout. That would be a pretty lame party. To be fair. I don't know. Grimes feels like I feel like she would be she would be quite wild at a party. I feel like, and Elon Musk has so much money that like you know, <laughs> you, there's, there's potential there. For Jake it to will just be go there, wild. like Jake will be like, tell me more about the cyborgs. Yeah, <laughs> Elon order like five hundred orders of chicken wings or whatever. Yeah, like, fucking, it'd be great. You'd be like Hassan, find me the best hookers or whatever. <laughs> I feel like there's still potential for a good night there. I mean, I don't know. It's should, not, not I, my kind I, of night. Should I give you my worst blunt rotation? Go on. Uh, ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> he would have a heart attack if you, he t- did a line of coke. Jordan Peterson. Oh, no, dude. They, that would not be fun Because at all. You, he, he wouldn't even have a toke on the blunt. He would just be in the same room as someone smoking the blunt. Be like, oh, oh, my God. It's, just, <laughs> it's too much. I need to go back to Russia. Like, it's just like, it would just oh, be too much. Bless his heart. Um, and then who would be the third worst? 
I love how most of mine are like lefty coded. Sorry. Except Elon, but all of yours are right coded. Because they just seem like shitheads. Like you all of them on all sides. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. All of they, them. They seem all like seem like fucking dickheads. Like, I do still think Grimes would be fun to party with, even though she seems like a shithead. She seems like such a crazy girl that it feels like she would still be fun. I would talk fashion and outfits and synthesizers, but if she started to like, because every time she opens her mouth now, she like does a bread tube video. She's like the, the means of production to actually be like <laughs> synthesized with the blockchain and it could just be like really cool. And it's just like, ew, if I was on cocaine, like, I don't know, because cocaine maybe, makes, maybe it makes me mad. Maybe cocaine is the secret to crypto. <laughs> cocaine is the cocaine, secret ingredient to crypto. Cocaine makes me angry and um, like, you bitchy a, and like even angstier than I cur- or already am. So I don't think I could uh, handle that. You take a fat line of cocaine and the blockchain just like unlocks in front of your eyes. <laughs> it's just like, that's what, that's the secret. That's I'm the secret. pretty sure that cocaine and like crypto fucking shit already goes hand third in hand. for me, okay, but a third for me, actually if we're talking we want to we want to do a, a bipartisan mix yeah go on jenk yuga would be my third oh worst. gosh that would be oh. a terrible fucking <laughs> that would be such a bad that would be such a bad blunt <laughs> i think jenk yuga would like Yugo. try to fight you he would like i, I don't think know. he would try to fight you i think he'd get really mad and really vascular and like try just, to fight you i just don't even see like how he could chill out <laughs> he always just seems so like fucking aggy all the time. Yeah, and that, I guess that's the kind of theme of this episode in lots of ways. Yeah, it's just like I've aggy seen everybody people. fucking Anna Kasparian's veins are bulging even more. Oh my god! Recently, everybody on all sides, people are making threats. Council culture is like an all new fuck, and I didn't know, it, I didn't think it get it could get any crazier than it currently has. Um, there are a couple of incidents I wanted to talk about. Um, I guess one of which let's let's put it up was is the fact that there was um obviously the celebrity letter that everyone got went crazy over celebrity letter yeah right? oh is this so, the right is this the right one hang why, on why no it it, me, I pulled up the tab why is Windows giving me this because you probably pressed some buttons or something sorry <laughs> if I see a button I must press it okay. hang on we should check the chat celebrity letter let's check the chat real. before we get into the meat of everything else. Okie dokie. You have a lot of things. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Orange tint and groovy background, late 70s, early 80s vibe. I, Thank you. I'm glad that you're a vibe appreciator. We try <laughs> with our limited resources. Trying to imagine Angie's a 16 year old weird girl, probably listening to some Susie and the Banshees. Lol. 16? Yeah, <laughs> that was me when I was 16. End times type of vibe. There you go. Everyone's getting it. Orpheus drinking a 40 in a death basket. Exactly. <laughs> smoker's army. Yes. Yeah, Everyone. we do need a smoker's army. Join the fucking smoker's army today, guys. Fucking do it's it. It's just fucking bullshit. It's just, it's really, it really fucking frustrates me. And like, uh, yeah, I, I could go on a long time. I could do a whole episode on anti-drug culture bullshit and some of the fucking I could just like from go it. and make a cup of tea, eat some mochi and just let Jake run about <laughs> anti-drug culture for two hours. Everyone's just talking about how high they are in the chat. I'm glad you're all I'm high. glad you're all I'm really high. I'm glad this high. has become like a little smoky hangout. Great. This is like That's wonderful. That was like almost exactly what That's I wanted. That's pretty much OBS, what we wanted this whole thing uh, to be. Your hangout thingy to yeah. become basically. Well, anyway, so. back to the episode. Friggin, um, 
Yeah, the letter. So basically, a bunch of celebrities. Is this a good, is this a good summation of this, of uh, this letter? Yes. No, that's not the one. Go oh, down. Okay. Scroll down. It's that one with the Bradley Cooper picture. Bradley yeah, Cooper just, picture. Just click on that. Um, yeah, so a bunch of celebrities uh, signed a letter in uh, in support in in support of Biden on on the whole Israel thing. Okay. And obviously, there's been a ton of outrage because people are like my favorite celebrity is horrible and did a bad thing. I mean, I do just want to point out. I don't think a lot of them. I think there are sub- probably some of them had a choice. So I'm sorry. I think a lot, some of them had a choice and they actually wanted to, and that was something they wanted to. But I think for a lot of them, it was because they felt pressure. Dude, one quarter of the pic, one quarter of these pictures is a Mossad agent. So like, I don't know what like what point they're trying to Ga- Gal Gadot. Yeah, dude. Like she come on. Like are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. She's almost as bad as the fucking uh Ethot fucking extravaganza that's, but that's been going one on thing. the internet recently. Like, but yeah, she, there's been all the f- she's hot like the, the sexy classy version of that. She's the classy I mean? the sexy she's um, the Hollywood like prestige version yeah, of, of the this, fucking Israel yeah. army fucking Ethot recruit. There was also the um so there was also there going, Oh, of course I support whatever the Also this week there was the james dean like uh, israeli army guy thirst traps um on the internet and i was like damn propaganda is getting pretty uh america's got their own one as well they have they the e-girl the mm-hmm. the military e-girl fucking yeah. <laughs> thing going on yeah but anyway we'll, we'll get to that in a bit but yeah um so yeah basically there's been a ton of outrage over this people are canceling each other left and right so you have people on the pro-palestinian side who are saying well i'll never talk to my friends and neighbors and family members again Mm -hmm. if they don't outwardly support palestine blah 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 and then on the other hand you have people who you have people who are on the israeli side and people who have who are who are on the israeli side who have you know power and stuff who are saying anyone who um is is not outwardly pro-israel we won't work with you you're you're dead to us like fucking dave Chappelle, he he stated his pro-palestinian um position at a stand-up thing he did which is supposed to come out in a couple of days i think which will be interesting to talk about and there was outrage in the crowd from like pro-israeli people and i don't know why they're surprised because he's like an open muslim um as well but yeah there's just been this sort of vicious like vicious battle yeah like, and uh, like people you never people, know who's actually thanksgivings are going to be a lot yeah people's thanksgivings and christian christmases are going to be yeah exactly you know whittling them down yeah it's really the real raw essentials yeah. after you've already whittled them down through covid yeah and probably already then whittled them down through each successive yeah. like american election the since emo- 2016 the emotionalism is so, so high too and um, that, that's the one thing i don't get is how people can be this emotionally riled up after 2016 i that would that fatigued me no i have no i have nothing left after that like after that whole period of time happened that was the most emotional that i was like willing to ever get about anything that goes down i think i've sussed out the life cycle of these brain worms you know how what's what's your theory it's like through fucking Valis or whatever fucking crazy like third force <laughs> phenomenon like these brain worms occurred in the world or maybe they're like a CIA experiment or whoever the fuck whatever the fuck knows invaded human consciousness and our brains in 2016 with the Trump election 
and some and that you had the it's same consequences. Yes, yeah. you had the same since. consequences with this Trump with the Trump yeah, shit, yeah. where people were like, "You're voting for Trump." You're I not can never to talk to you You're again. out of the family, basically. Yeah, you're like, you're I'm never talking shit. to you ever again. Fucking all of this stuff started with that. But the brainworm fucking dies after the attention windles for a little bit. And the brainworm then dies. But the brainworm, when it dies, lays an egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so it's just waiting for the next thing yeah, yeah, to yeah. trigger the egg to fucking hatch. <laughs> and, then, <"Bah!" laughs> and then fucking, wow, fucking lotches onto whatever fucking conclusion I'm imagining through whatever like, um, cultural or like you know proximity or yeah. uh, milieu or yeah. whatever you're yeah. within and stuff I'm imagining like H.R. Giger imagery like fucking aliens yeah, but for the consciousness but exactly for the mind and then and it like fucking latches on like lays eggs in your fucking mind and, and like, each time as you say each time it fucking dies and then like lays the egg and it comes back and fucking comes again it does it even stronger and it gets like even even stronger and then someone will just become rapidly well I want to know is how do we stop this process because we're already fucking lonely as shit and atomized as shit and it's so fucking hard to make friends in a world where the current thing and your position on the current thing dictates your access to specific social milieus and it's been very difficult for me because i code fucking hippie in it like i code like bohemian what in it's not very hippie oh shut up (laughs) i code i code quite like hippie and like bohemian or whatever and that sort of codes leftist and a lot of the stuff i'm interested in like mysticism fucking art literature philosophy blah 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 blah. all of that stuff is sort of dominated by like left coded shit but at the same time like i don't agree with like the cultural fucking bullshit of the left i tend to agree with a lot of the cultural criticisms that the right makes of the left even though i don't consider myself to be right wing but i also and i also feel alienated culturally from the right like i'm not like a pearl wearing trad wife that's just not my energy. It's not my fucking vibe at all. But because of this, it's it feels like it's impossible to find a place because it seems like as this 2016 like alien egg mind virus has hatched and metastasized and made everyone crazy, your social milieu is really dictated upon your political coding and your aesthetic, everything, your choices. Even that's the reason why that fucking rich man of Richmond fucking bullshit was successful, even though yeah, it was a he clear was just an authentic Benazian fucking psyop. Did a song. No, I don't think he was a fucking authentic dude who did a fucking authentic <laughs> song. I think everyone has brainworms. I think twenty sixteen really fucked everyone in the head. Mm-hmm. And I I find it really tragic, obviously, because one of the major themes that I I've sort of been obsessed with for the last year and it's going to be explored in my next video, which I'm currently working on. But bear with me, guys. I'm also writing a book at the same time. I'm working at a magazine and everything's just I have like my time is so fucking. You're an overwhelmed little bear. At the I moment. am an overwhelmed little bear at the moment, which is a lot. But I'm working on this video. But yeah, anyway, loneliness is sort of a major theme that I've been exploring and like trying to unpick. And we're so lonely as like a civilization and as a culture yet we're so quick to socially ostracize each other (laughs) over like things that are remote to us you know and it's been interesting to see people trying to analyze the this like middle eastern conflict through the lens of american culture war Mm -hmm. especially in the uk where we're not even fucking americans it's just like alien all over yeah 
it's crazy to me that p- this is happening and that the, that that horrible war and the violence that is well. now coming here it's coming like, here to they, they always say like, like oh you're of course you're involved because you like britain helped like found israel or whatever and it's like well why is america more invested in that shit than we are then like why does it feel like we are pretty fairly nonchalant about it for my entire life well also because our, uh, like i said like, that's one of the major concerns like, of is like the demography change amongst, like, like in london white people in london is been, yeah like a exactly ooh, religion button thing but that's because thing, religion like, oh, has that's declined not a very nice topic religion, let's avoid that one religion has really declined nice answer there is there that's what i'm saying religion is <laughs> declined especially in the uk the uk is one of the most athe- atheistic places because i remember when i was in america i went to a christian school and they went on a mission trip to england which I refused to go on because they were like, oh, you should come, Angie, since you're English. You could help us translate with the population. But by this time, I was going through my edgy atheist phase. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not going with you fucking weird Americans to my home country to help proselytize. But they were looking at the statistics of um, the religion in the UK. And we're one of the most atheistic countries in all of Europe. Like, no one here goes to church. Like, it's just not a thing here at all. No. So that's, like, num- one, number one. Number two, we also have, like, a high degree of immigrants, especially in London. I think one of the most common baby names in London is, like, Muhammad. Yes. Um, <laughs> you made that. You were trying to wind my dad up at Christmas. Yeah, I, I was. I was trying to wind your dad up at Christmas with that factoid. So I saw a little so twinge. It's a popular name. Maybe I'll think about that. And then my dad was getting uh, very upset. With me. <laughs> your dad is like, "This is why we voted for Brexit." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't vote for Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> he likes European cheese too much. That's the thing is, your dad's gotten progressively more middle class. He's gotten a more bourgeois and like liberal, and now all he right, ta- right. now he talks about mental health and stuff. Despite the fact he's this like big gruff guy, it's it's like weird. <laughs> you sound like my granddad now. <laughs> Your granddad's always making fun of him for like being a lib or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, um, what was I talking about <laughs> before we went on we a fucking tangent? started railing on my family. Thank but you, you brought your fucking dad up, didn't you? No. Um, Say that he would be mad about the name Muhammad. That was it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the demography has changed. That was what I was saying significantly. So less and less people actually give a shit about like, you know, or they're not as animated about the state of Israel being a thing. And I think that that's kind of what's at the heart of the divide in the West and why it's sort of mm-hmm. spilling over into the West. And then on top of that, so on top, of, so you have really horrible, racist, bad people on that side, uh, you know, who are doing bad stuff. But then on the leftist side as well, one of the things I've noticed, which has been quite not great, despite the fact that obviously, like, I'm a pro two state solution ceasefire human being. Huh? Just say it's bad. Well, yeah, it's bad. I don't. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's bad. Like what I've seen on, on happening on the left, that's like bad, is the fact that like you know people are like be trying to be edgy and anti-western by like not supporting terrorists well not well not just that like like not questioning anything that has to do with like radical islam Mm -hmm. and i'm like if you claim to be for liberal values in any fucking shape or form that is something that you should be suspicious of and question yeah and it's it shows that like because especially in a, a city like london where multiculturalism has been the norm for so long because of like the empire and stuff. It is really tense right now. I haven't felt this much tension in a really long time. And it shows how there isn't like a shared sense of British identity, which is what I'm in favor of. 
I've never felt this like racialized tension in the city yeah. in such a long time and it's freaking me out. And the thing about it is it's like you know, I'm in favor of a shared British identity, a shared sense of identity. I don't give a shit about your race, your culture, your religion. You're fucking British first, which is how it's supposed to fucking be. But it's not like that. And we can't pretend as if it's like that. There hasn't been any like progress in that direction. And times like this is when you really see that come to the forefront. And it's ter- it is terrifying because that's the way I feel. That's the way I've been able to live in my own life but it's not like the reality of the of the country it's incredibly like fucking polarized along racial lines um (laughs) yeah which is pretty scary well it's also like i think like uh in the sort of digital internet age we live in you're sort of funneled as well with information depending on your previous cookies and all this your demography so it's all it's almost kind of like a little bit predetermined sort of like what it's heavily likely your opinion might be yeah. because you're probably going to be steered down this way or that way because of your previous watch history or whatever the yeah. fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to receive this kind of information about this kind of event rather than this kind of information. Yeah. So that's going to make you think this about something yeah. initially rather than that. Yeah. And then yeah. you'd need to be won over rather than... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever fucking side you'd perceive as the correct, correct or best one. one or whatever the fuck. Like, or whichever, uh, so whichever thought like leader the, is charismatic enough to have gotten al- you. It's or, just sort of the algorithmic funneling yeah. of people into opinions. Or whichever E thought is, has like a, you know, got to them thirst first. traps you first or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the Israeli sol- soldiers, I'm, I'm not going to lie, you know. They all were smoking cigarettes as well. They got thick butts. <laughs> That's what I've seen. It's because they've been doing uh, glute exercises. They've been doing them heavy glute exercises in the desert, and they've got fat booties. That's what I've seen from the Israeli uh, ladies in the army. But then, even then, there's been even then the fact that like there's there's been like influ the, the Israeli uh, government has apparently allegedly been uh, uh, like there was a couple of influencers who said they were like approached by people who were saying that they would pay them. F- to take on the pro-Israel stance. Mm-hmm. It shows you how dirty the propaganda game really like can be. And that's what has freaked me out in the last couple of weeks is like not knowing whether what I'm seeing is real or not. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get emotional or to even formulate like a sound opinion on anything when you don't even know if what you're seeing is real or if it's heavily skewed. And I, this gives me the same sort of flashback as when the war in Ukraine first broke out mm-hmm. and like the whole ghost of Kiev thing happened. And mm-hmm. then that turned out to be fake. And then this happened like, it, or when COVID happened and it was bats. And then all of a sudden it wasn't mm-hmm. fucking bats. Like I have, I literally have like whiplash. Yeah. My brain is fried. Or it's even like, even down to things like um, the baby cages at the border. Yeah. Right? Like, you hear that at a time when Trump was like in power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had this anti immigration rhetoric yeah, and whatever. Yeah. And then you go to Snopes. And actually, those baby cages were made with Obama or whatever. Yeah, fact. yeah, yeah. And do you know what I mean? So yeah. the information you got first yeah. was that it was associated with Trump. Yeah. And so that's already, even if you've learned that information and that piece of thing is now not, you know, correct and you change your opinion about what the truth is about something, 
you're that's still built into the formulation of your shaping of your opinion of Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, even if it's like not an, an indirect consequence, is my kind of point around, yeah, around yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. it's still going to build around like the phenomenology of you formulating your opinions about something. So that's where like uh, the validation of information, I guess, is kind of impossible yeah. at this stage. And that's now. one of the horrors of our times currently. Through like AI and also all of this algorithmic, uh, yeah, twisting of the truth, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Which it would be, I wonder if like there will be like, because that is one thing AI could do, is it could essentially take all of the news from people that are skewing it left, people are skewing it right. And then also then cross-reference it with a bunch of other stuff on the internet. Mm -hmm. And then generate you a real article. (laughs) (laughs) Generate you the real news with like the more factually accurate things that are actually going on. And with all of the context that you Mm -hmm. would be relevant to both of those things. But it's difficult because it's not not as if we're not in an information bubble. I mean, like, no, things like, it's think not, about it's, it, Al Jazeera is banned. Like, you know, there are, there are a bunch of news sources that were banned as soon as the war in Ukraine bro- broke out. And it wouldn't surprise me if even more censorship, like, I'm not even joking. Like, some, I like, this is another fucking crazy thing I saw. Some pro-Israel woman, I think she's running for president at the moment, said that she would change the definition to of anti-Semitism to anti-Zionism and cut funding from schools that didn't like re-educate their students on this or something along those lines. And just crazy shit. People have been saying crazy shit like that. And also the whole meme of like, I don't care if I lose friends over this, but if you don't take exposition, you're dead to me. So, like, and it's what another, are people doing? It's and it shows that-, that everyone is an authoritarian for their own side. One of the things that really annoyed me is people who have traditionally taken a pro-free speech position have really pussied out when it came to this specific issue, especially in the so-called dissident, like, you know, right-wing kind of realm, blah, 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 blah. A lot of the free speech fucking absolutists who talked about how fragile fucking college students on fucking college campuses were fucking, you know, ruining the world are now calling for some of the most draconian fucking things, Mm -hmm. you know? Calling for some of the most draconian fucking things in response. And it shows that everyone's just kind of an authoritarian for their own side and for their own fucking team. Like, no one actually cares. The black pill, I guess, that I've gotten from this whole thing is that no one actually gives a shit about, like, you know, fucking rights or freedoms in any meaningful way. No, they give a shit about their side. Yeah, and their emotions. People get so fucking emotional and emotionally wrapped up to the point that they can't view anything and it's logically. Bra- it, in that, and in the brain worm they've got with it as well, they deem essentially it's like a mild extremism almost where if you're not with us you're against yeah. us and so like, even if you're someone everyone like, has that like daesh like, mentality if ironically if you're kind of like even someone like myself we're like oh no nah, dude i don't really kind of like follow any of that stuff it just kind of seems a bit fucking nonsense to me to be honest so i don't i'm not really on a side like even that is deemed as like traitor oh well you're like yeah you you, like fucking like silence is violence and like all of this kind of stuff and i'm suspicious of anyone who comes at me with that shit with a silence is violence any on any issue anyone who comes at me with a fucking silence is violence that's a red flag yeah (laughs) big time like why do you want my soul why do you want to crush my ability to think things through 
Why do you want me to surrender my logical faculties off the bat simply because you're emotional? I don't like that. I think that's fucking gaslighting. I think that's bullying. And it's happened ever since I started making content and all that stuff. I've had to face this constantly. Mm -hmm. And it's so ugly. It's like, even if you are really passionate about an issue or something, tell me about it. Let me know your perspective. But have enough grace to let me, like, fucking think about it and figure out my shit on my own. And if I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Like, it's really, I don't know. It's weird. Mm -hmm. I don't, and that culture... I don't know. Is it is it new? Has it always been around in a more subtle form? Like, I feel like it kind of really started to kick off around 2016, which is why mm-hmm. I kind of always pin pin back, pinpoint back to that year as like the birth of the zombie fucking virus. It was the sort of dawn or was, of was the... it Coney twenty twelve? Was that the fucking dawn? Of I don't the think so because that was all still quite sort of like fake. But it was still like a mass syncretized. It was a meme. Move. It was mass syncretized it was a, emotion. It was a meme, but it wasn't like um, polarizing. It wasn't like if you mm. didn't support Coney, you're a fucking monster. It kind of was at my school. That's all the fucking all, stupid. I that's went just to, kids being fucking well, that, that's stupid. That's the thing is, I went to like my school. Like a, everyone knew it was a fucking joke. So it was I like, went to it was a, stupid, like a stupid you know like Glee high school in fucking Bethesda, Maryland. With all these, like, posh kids who are, like, theater fucking nerds. Nice. So, of course, Coney 2012 was, like, what everyone was doing. And it was, like, of course, if you're not part of, like... And then also Save Darfur was, like, huge at my high school. So there's Save always- Darfur? Yeah. I don't even remember that one. That was huge at my high school, I remember, when I was in America. And, um... I don't know. I feel like we've we've sort of been subtly conditioned for a really long time for these sort of mass syncretized emotion fucking displays and there's been a lot of experiments yeah before this so. there's been a lot of experiments I leading so. up to kind of moments so. like this i do think so which but then in terms of but in terms of like the 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 angry split in terms of this is like a zero-sum game now you are now my fucking enemy and i now hate you i now view you as the embodiment of evil i don't think that really came about until 2016 no, that was like the dawn of the polarization. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like uh, the more people allow themselves to get suckered into that polarization, uh, the worse it's going to get, basically. But so if the war intensifies, be... is what I'm saying, is everything going to be filtered through this culture war lens now? Because even this war is is going through that filter. And I'm saying if the war intensifies, does this mean the culture war in the West is also going to intensify at the same time? Yeah, probably. I mean, like... Jesus, it's all, it's all intensifying. <laughs> it's like crazy. This is the point as well, right? I feel like I feel like the the culture and the speed of which you feel like life is moving, yeah, and yeah. and how, yeah, like all of that stuff. It's like this innate feeling that things are getting faster. Things right? are developing in a way that you are abstract is abstract to you, and I mean, think and about, uncaring to you, yeah, and like. And moving faster. Think there about is this, how many... There is this, like, sensation in this yeah. feeling. The human experience, like, in 2020 yeah. is not the same speed in yeah. which you experienced it in 1960. Exactly. I mean, or think about even how... even 1980. No. Or even 1990. Like, every decade is getting faster and faster and faster and faster. But even then, think about how many of our systems are behind black boxes, I think some of the first people to get a taste of the pace of modern life were YouTube YouTube people, content creators, because they had to deal with this mysterious black box system that was constantly changing and shifting in ways that was un- unknown to them. 
and that like had a ginormous effect on their ability to function um and i feel like that sort of precarity that feeling of algorithmic precarity or whatever is kind of mm-hmm. branched out into the rest of culture now in that sense um well, it's almost branched out into the economy in many ways yeah like it's yeah. sort of i don't know there's but i think the point i was trying to make about it getting faster is that it's the same as like fucking rent prices dude they don't go lower yeah right so like there's got to be uh like you know how do we how do we there's got to be coping mechanisms mm-hmm. for the changing kind of environment mm-hmm. and if it keeps getting faster like how do people expect do you just get on with it that's kind of what everyone's trying to do and i think that that's what's gonna like i think there is. i think, I think that th- that's what's gonna encourage people to get these enhancements because I think that modern life is going to get so fast-paced that you're going to need to be digitally enhanced in order to keep up with it. Well, it won't. No, that I don't. I think it'll be more cyberpunk than that. <laughs> Where it how much will, more it, cyberpunk can it, it get? It will than that? get the like the. You're absolutely right in that it will get faster, and that then there will be like these cybernetic implants or something to help you kind of deal with this pace with the pace of it. But those things aren't going to be like iPhones. That's <laughs> going to be like something you pay a lot of money for yeah so that like further segregates yeah of course essentially the capability yeah of classes Cog- cognitive elite basically is yeah. what is going to emerge from that and you're going to be <laughs> you with your brain fog no, they won't even and, and your like, your cognitive you. like retardation from playing video games they won't even all be day long you. they'll essentially almost be you don't like stand a chance demigods yeah like yeah. they could be like mechanically enhanced and mentally enhanced and they're just like robot like fucking people yeah, that can yeah. run faster than you beat the shit out of you think faster than you have all of the knowledge of the world literally like in their brain that's also connected to everybody else's brain and can communicate instantaneously all of these types of things yeah that is literally like a demigod kind yeah of pretty like ability, much right pretty much and that is and that is literally like what cyberpunk um you know the game and the world of that is really built around mm. and the genre of it i guess as yeah well. yeah the whole genre the actual kind of yeah franchise of cyberpunk like 2020 2077 all that kind of stuff that is like really what that world is based around so you should watch fucking cyberpunk edge runners dude the, ed- the anime ew the, it's the next one we gotta watch together i've got to crack you on it <laughs> Because you really like it, it's really, it's like this is like a really central theme to like a lot of a lot of that. It hasn't impressed me yet. The next anime that I want to ta- tackle that, since like Evangelion is the only one that I've liked, that I've like liked in a long time, like maybe about six years or something mm-hmm. so far. The next one I want to try is is um. Full Metal Alchemist. Lots of people have been telling me I to try to that for a long time. I tried to Full Metal Alchemist a few years ago. I was ago. probably like in a pissy mood and, and I didn't want to. Like, we'll give, give it another go. We'll give it a go. We did. We go. did really enjoy one, a Netflix one yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. A couple of Netflix ones. Yeah. Um, Kotaro lives alone. I loved that. That was so sweet. That was wonderful. I yeah, absolutely that was adored really that. Sweet. I I really it's because I'm reading like Ion for the second time. And also, like, reading up on a bunch of alchemical stuff because of oh my God. the things that are in Ion. Because alchemy has never interested me. I've always been like, what the fuck are all these, like, symbols? What does, like, a salamander that's, like, on fire have to do with, <laughs> <laughs> with anything serious? But then 
The flaming lizard. Yeah, literally. But then I can't. You can't read Jung without running into alchemical shit. It is shit. a symbol of the age. Well, yeah, you can't. You can't read it's Jung like, oh without running into alchemical shit. So like now, I'm like, I have to fucking study alchemy now. Like that's. Uh, that's on my list of things to do. And then I was like, why don't I watch this cute anime? That it, Maybe there are some concepts in it that might um, look interesting. So yeah, I'm finally going to give it a, 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 ch- a chance. It's and a it, it, does, it looks good cute and it's, a lot of people like it. So I'll, It's, one, it's yeah. one of the all-time greatest <clears throat> animes, I would say. Really? Yeah. That definitely, good? Definitely. Phil Alchemist Brotherhood, uh, 100%, without a doubt, one of the one of the best animes of all time. Okay, okay. I'm excited. It's a thing to it's a cute thing to watch like, you know, in between working and stuff. Um but yeah, moving on to the next topic speaking of like digital accelerationism, another big kaiju monster being born out of the primordial digital ooze is uh the fucking Billboard TikTok merger. Yeah. Um which I think is very much a symptom of the times and the sort of algorithmically led poisoned culture that we're talking about well i don't know it's just like it's weird i think a lot of i think we watched um a a a lady follow on youtube for a while um it was talking about how they've also released like this scheme on youtube Mm. to license music as well Mm. and so after giving creators copyright strikes and like destroying their channels for years like too little too late yeah after like literally destroying some people's livelihoods yeah. Or potentially even some people that maybe had a bit of a channel that was growing and then yeah, there was that new law implemented or whatever and so everybody's shit got struck yeah. and then the yeah, channel yeah, yeah. got ridden off. And they weren't big enough to have made a big stink about it, so that was that and yeah. now they're not on YouTube anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure there's a lot of people like that as well. So yeah. <laughs> I understand like the kind of the ire that people would have around that. Yeah. But what those two decisions do say to you is that they are really trying to find every which way possible to sort of like monetize and also kind of win over public opinion. Because I think a lot of people know inherently that like there is a lot of money being or there is some money being made in the grand scheme of things like compared to gaming and all sorts of other things it's fuck all money (laughs) but like they're making some money but the people that are actually writing the music and doing most of any of the fucking work are not the ones getting uh paid back for it and that there's no kind of meaningful infrastructure to really support young artists in lots of ways and labels don't perform the function that they used to and all these kinds of things, and that actually TikTok has largely functioned essentially as a global A&R for the last few years anyway. Yeah, pretty much. And but the thing is, even Spotify could have functioned as a global A&R, but they don't actually sign any artists. They sign Meghan fucking Merkel and, like, Obama. But, but Spotify could theoretically sign new artists. Well, they could function like a record label if they wanted to. It's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. I know that there has definitely been some instances where... Like, for example, I know Amazon Prime has definitely, like, sponsored certain studio sessions and extra bonus tracks and things like that for certain artists on an album so that those tracks are only available on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. And there was some talk a couple of years ago about kind of more things like that happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think in some very... Like, you'd have to be very 
you know, you'd have to be a superstar basically for you to get a kind of deal in that kind of realm of stuff with like yeah, with yeah. like an Apple Music or something like that, where you get like six months on them or something yeah, like yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they pay you some amount of money for them to get the streaming rights for six months first. Like, uh, you know, but that that's kind of uh, not in the realm of everybody else and like normal fucking people. So it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah. And uh, there was also another thing that like shifted with Spotify recently where they said they were basically going to shift. This is all going to sum up around a general music industry and what this TikTok thing means. I'm just like painting a picture here. So very, <laughs> this all feels very tangential. And, like, what the fuck are you talking about? This was going everywhere. <coughs> this week I did also see that um, Spotify are going to weight their royalties. What does that mean? So that means that if you are Beyonce and you get a million billion streams, those million billion streams per stream are going to be worth more than someone that gets a thousand streams. Why though? Because they've brought so much... I think the way that they're rationalizing it is that they've brought so much attention and people to the platform Ah. that those plays are inherently more valuable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than the thousand random people that clicked on this local band or whatever the fuck it would have been. Oh, man. And so... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And so, actually, when you're looking at, like, a cold-hearted, like, horrible CEO, like, money person's perspective, hey... Makes total fucking sense, dude. That makes sense on paper. When you're talking about like a music platform and th- and something that yeah does have like this negative public image and something that needs to kind of look like it is trying to support new and emerging artists yeah. and sort of give people a bit of a fair deal. No, a fair deal being like the main main result here. Like not even like all the payouts are terrible money wise. We know all of that, but at least it should be the fucking same for everybody. Like that's. Fucking crazy. <laughs> no, dude. in my mind, no, that no, is no, really no, fucking no, crazy. No. But it's also sucking. <laughs> it's sucking the soul out of music as well because people aren't creating soulful music. They're creating music for the TikTok algorithm. Well, they're, yeah, they're cre- they're creating music in hopes to get noticed in some yeah. capacity. Yeah, and so to do that, they know that they would need to appeal to whatever the fucking Niche. flavor of the Niche. day is. Niches and aesthetics, basically. Yeah, definitely. Niches and aesthetics. Um, it's quite disturbing. Um, <laughs> like it, some of the bands that I see, like because there are, there are quite because there are quite a, a lot of young musicians trying on TikTok, and some of them are interesting and like cool. Like there's this new drum and bass artist girl who I discovered, London based, who I think's like really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for every one of her, there's like ten shoegaze white guys who are like doing the Mac DeMarco thing and it's like, cool. Okay, great. (laughs) Or there's like, um, people who are like really trying hard to like appeal to some kind of niche aesthetic, like goth or punk Mm -hmm. or this or that, Mm -hmm. not necessarily because they're passionate about the music, but because they're trying to get fans and attention through, you know, appealing to that demographic in some way. I know, but then it also... And it makes the music seem really contrived. Also, like, also part of this is that is this, like, thing that I briefly mentioned earlier in the episode, which we maybe we'll do next episode fully on this, because I think this is a, is an interesting topic, is this idea of, th- of the third place, of somewhere yeah, third to... Place. So somewhere to a social where you would go and experience things like local bands. And because there's such a kind of lack of those generally in, um, and not even just a lack of those actually, but the culture has kind of moved past 
going to see local bands. Yeah. People yeah. now have such limited time. Yeah. So the thing that they're going to do to go and see a band, maybe, if, especially if they're just like a, your average Joe, not like a, an avid muso, someone that's really into music. And I, I think the people that are like that are also fucking on the decline and that there's not as many no people don't really care about like music it doesn't have their attention music people anymore. same thing with film film if is you are also a passionate music person do you know what i think there's also probably a 90 percent chance you're also maybe in a band or also trying to yeah, be a fucking artist as well or you play right? some kind of instrument so it's like it's an interesting it's a really fucking interesting dynamic where actually most of the audience then end up becoming also people that are aspiring to, to become play, and do yeah. stuff in the fucking yeah, field of whatever yeah. right they're an aspiring there something not, or the other there is no longer just like an audience of people like my dad that yeah. were just like builders and people that just enjoyed like enjoyed. fucking going to fucking yeah. stuff or, or listen to the radio like think about how much of an impact the radio had on discoverability and the curation of what was you know popping in the mainstream now tiktok does that like people learn about what's hot on tiktok which is precisely why billboard has made this pragmatic decision to merge and to become part of the blob and I mean, I just, I think it means kind of sad things for music. I mean, I'm sure there are some people who are excited and think this is a fascinating I mean, I'm, development I'm just and that we're Luddite I'm just gonna like idiots. I'm just like, going to throw this out there. But I think if this TikTok chart thing had released at like a different time in meme history, Louis Theroux would have been number one for many weeks <laughs> yeah. on, the TikTok on the TikTok top 50. Top 50 yeah. The stupid rap that he went yeah. viral. My money don't jiggle jiggle. Yeah, that would have that been would, number one <laughs> that would have on, been the number one. on the yeah, TikTok 50 yeah, yeah. for at least a month, man. Yeah. Louis Theroux. But that's how people are going to write music for its like kind of in instinctual memeability. How how much does it yeah, appeal but, to the lizard brain? But also, basically? You ca but I'm just going to play fucking, I'm just going to play both sides on this one as well. You can't also totally fucking blame people for that. Because unless you're unless you're someone that's going to have a lot of fucking money or you're going to have some kind of backing of some kind, then that's your chance. That's how you're going yeah, to be able to get like any kind of fucking audience, any kind of shareability yeah. with your fucking music that's your is by making it some way comedic, some way associated with like Sex. a cool, yeah, sexy thing yeah. or some a kind of association with a really cool aesthetic yeah. of some kind yeah. that people are like really into at the yeah. moment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, those that all like yeah or some kind of stupid nonsense meme yeah. or whatever right yeah like that's how you're going to be able to kind of latch onto something yeah like yeah. using virality essentially yeah. Yeah. to do your marketing for you but you know what none of that's going to be lasting yeah no yeah. like no you wouldn't recognize the artist name of anybody that's written any of those tiktok musics no of course not i don't even use the platforms so there's even less we heard some of, of the music and we heard that. some of the music and some of the artist names on um uh the tiktok billboard thing and i was like i don't know who this any of these people are who no. the fuck are these who the fuck is who the fuck is but this like, even even my point like the reason i brought up the fucking third place thing is that even like you, you because there's not that a culture of going to see local bands anymore like now people save up and they'll go to see the o2 or you'll go and see something at a, a, a bigger something. yeah or coachella you spend fucking money at a festival and it's all Arts, artists and bands that are of certain level that would play at a venue that stage. Yeah, exactly. And so part of kind of even like trying to fucking formulate some kind of like really like numbers on the internet basically is so that you can go to a promoter and go, look, numbers. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. This number's as bigger than this number's for seats. Yeah. In this region, even look at but my even statistics then numbers, and stuff. Numbers are so inflated. I can probably fucking fill in, the in numbers. the music industry online, like fucking numbers are deeply inflated. There's been a number of rap artists who have had embarrassingly low turnouts to their shows. Yeah. Because even though they have all this like fucking botted clout online, nobody's really checking for them like that IRL. Like no one cares does not enough surprise to go me see a show. Like there was a guy called uh this is the probably last thing I'll end on just before we before we round off tonight, but the, if something to Google for after this. Um check out a guy called Chad Focus <laughs> and his little story, which yeah, make up your mind of how much of it's a story and how much of it's legitimate. But it's interesting. He basically paid a bunch of money to a bunch of fucking Spotify bot farms and he ended up in the top 10 in the US charts. And <laughs> wow. then caught the attention of all of the uh, of the major labels because he basically fucked the system wow. and broke it. Wow. And um and then uh, they also what think a genius. Really, yeah and then he has what this whole chat. He has this whole fucking conspiracy about how major labels are using Spotify bot farms to also engage like bump, pump numbers on fucking major artists, not even just like like people they're trying to break in and like no, plants and artists, stuff, but like yeah. major artists oh, yeah. that you think like. Oh, yeah. And even this was a story that did get broke actually in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. I feel yeah. like for Tidal. Yeah. Which is even bigger scandal yeah. because um, yeah. Beyonce and Jay Z, Dead Mouse, yeah. like a bunch of yep, artists yep, yep, are yep, supposed yep. to like own this platform. Yep. And then essentially how their weighted system works, that is this is the pool of like the this is the pool of money that Tidal makes in subscriptions. Mm-hmm you got this percentage of the total number of plays on Tidal this month. Yeah. So you get this much much of the total monies of the subscriptions. Yeah, yeah. And so Beyonce, an owner of the platform of Tidal, was literally caught red-handed pumping her own fucking numbers on her own fucking (laughs) platform, which also has the highest royalty per play payout, which is why she bumped it on her own fucking fucking platform. But wouldn't you? So she's, wouldn't she, you? She's, she's fucking done it in, in like you? in literally. She's, she's cheated. She's cheated. Fucking three times. I would count even owning the actual platform that you're doing all of that shit on another level of cheating, an elite level of cheating, it's which counts for two levels. Move, so I'd say there's hating. five levels of fucking cheating going on <laughs> within fucking beyond. This was the Lemonade album as well. Oh wow! This was like the everyone. Oh woke woke fucking genius beyonce black queen she's doing it for the people she's fucking amazing she's for the great culture. and then there was this little norwegian fucking journalist going uh actually i found some funky things going on with the numbers <laughs> and he's like shut up shut up erickson <laughs> you no one wants to hear it from racist you. piece of <laughs> shit it's just like, trying to ruin beyonce's lemonade it's just it's unbelievable and so actually when chad focus then comes out and says stuff like this it make it doesn't make me immediately go oh this is just some guy that's uh, um, this is his pitch and he's been on podcasts mm-hmm. and whatever and making a name for himself in the in the you know the black rapper space and whatever mm-hmm. this is like actually like there's something to this story i think and he's onto something here yeah because beyonce was fucking caught red-handed, red-handed and i remember that fucking with her story. hand in the cookie jar yeah her own fucking cookie jar it's just oh my god that story irritated the fuck out of me but um yes 
Uh, have we got any, any yeah, anything in the chat? Yeah, should we look at chats? some interesting comments and see if we've... Oh, here we go. We've got, an, we've got a good... Th- oh, we should have asked you all to put your uh, worst blunt rotation yeah, in the chat. Yeah, That was a rookie stream error. That era. was a rookie stream error. I will remember next well, time. Well, do it now quickly if you can hear us. Do it yeah, now do quickly. Yeah, do it now quickly if you can if hear you, us. If you want uh, to tell us what your nightmare blunt rotation is. Our, our top boy and and moderator, Sid, his, his, uh, his worst trio would be... Nancy Reagan, <laughs> Tipper Gore, which I'm going to have to Google that, and Margaret Thatcher, which... Oh, my gosh. That would be a ghastly fucking Absolutely blunt ghastly. rotation. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. Mar- Maggie would be interesting to get high, to, like, loosen up. Because there was this one clip I saw of her where she was talking about makeup. Because obviously she's not that kind of woman, but journalists are assholes. So they asked her, like, what is your beauty routine, mom? And I, and instead of shunning the question, she actually answered it quite elegantly. And it was like, oh, she has like an essence. <laughs> like she, she cares about clothes and like makeup and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. So I would, I guess I would like get her high and talk to her about that stuff. He also said lucid dream, blunt rotation, Bjork, David Lynch and Joe Dorofsky. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That'd be amazing. That's like almost perfect blunt rotation. Perfect blunt rotation. I would sub up Bjork because she irritates me. What? Why would you say such a horrible thing? I'd probably sub her for another cool lady, but not like Bjork. So who, you're so misogynistic. Who's the other cool lady that you'd sub sub her for? I'm trying to think. Jake, Jake just doesn't have that many <coughs> women who he rates. It's not true. It's the truth. It's not true. It's true. Um, for a perfect blunt rotation, a whammon for a perfect blunt rotation, uh, fucking, what's her name? You don't even know her name, see? I do. American Horror Story, Jessica Lang. <laughs> Why would you want Jessica Lang she's in your like, blunt she's rotation? Like a, she's like an older, she's like an older Wiser Hollywood actress. Hollywood actress. Yeah, that would be Dude, interesting. the fucking stories you're going to get out of like, yeah. a, like an older Hollywood actress. The like set a, of King Kong. I, I don't say like a Meryl Streep because she's too fucking fancy to fucking yeah, smoke yeah, a she joint would, with you. She doesn't seem Jessica like she... Jessica Lang feels yeah. like she'd smoke a joint with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jessica Lang is like should be the Meryl Streep if culture knew what it was doing. Okay, uh, perfect blunt rotation because we didn't do perfect blunt rotation. Yeah, we didn't do perfect blunt rotation. Oof. Perfect blunt rotations for me. It's got to be, uh, fucking Bruce Campbell. Jimi Hendrix. Mm, yeah. And uh, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Actually, Dogg. fuck, fuck. Sorry, Jimmy. Fuck Jimmy. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh on my the blunt god, rotation. Jimmy gets out. Fucking Willie. Will, Will, it's Willie Nelson. Willie, Willie for Jimmy. Come Willie on. Nelson. Willie Nelson. Snoop Dogg. And I, I'm just such a fucking B movie fan. I would love to get high with fucking Bruce Campbell. I think that'd be hilarious. For me, it would be Philemon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to name people, not beings. No beings. Okay. I, you can name beings. Philemon is definitely one of them. <laughs> Alistair Crowley's lamb. I'm joking. Philemon, <laughs> uh, Jim Morrison, um, for sure. That I think that would be cool. And uh, probably Joe Dorofsky. Joe Dorofsky definitely is on that list. I think that would be amazing, and I think that we would vibe. It would be Aquarius heaven if we got the chance to talk um got one from knack for that when are we going to see the other side of the taylor swift psyop 
<laughs> this is interesting. I mean, I don't think if she ever actually will. secretly fucking. I think uh, she's like a Mormon CIA like asset. Like she's a Mormon test tube baby CIA asset, that, and I think what, she's too precious. That's what the e girls for the American military call themselves. What? Even on like LinkedIn, it's like <laughs> see, uh, it's like fucking psyop specialist operative. Wow! And if you're getting thirst trapped by psyop specialist, and they and she literally <laughs> makes jokes about it though. She's like, it's like, do you know, what? they're yeah, like yeah. super online. They're like really plugged into the online kind of lingo and like major. She's even like, she's even being super fucking arrogant and shit about it. She's like, oh my god, I can't believe that Amer- the American military's marketing budget is like twenty one million or whatever, and some twenty one year old girls just like fuck them all over with it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that's pretty based, but at the same time, don't recruit any more young men to get killed because that's not. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry if you're a young man that's thirst trapped into the military. Then yeah, maybe you do have a pretty weak constitution, and she's doing a favor by getting you out of the (laughs) team. You're weak. You were you were hypnotized by like something as simple as as boobies. Uh, my dream blunt rotation, Jane George, Gal Costa, Erica Badu, and Basquiat. Erica Badu would annoy me, I think. I love her music, don't get me wrong. She's a fashion icon. I'd end up trying to fuck Erica Badu if I got high with her, I feel like. <laughs> of course you would, Jesus. <laughs> I'd probably end up trying to fuck Jim Morrison as well, so I think you can have a pass on that. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, no, she. I feel like she would annoy me though with all of her fucking mystical jibber jabber and her, <laughs> her shea butter. You don't like her jive talk? I think there can only be one mystical bitch <laughs> in the blunt rotation. I think me and her will just end up vying for dominance. It's too many mystical bitches. Yeah, in too the much rotation. Bitches, yeah, it's for, for the precise reason that Grimes would annoy annoy the shit out of me. Because <laughs> she's like a neo faux mystical bitch. She tries to be, and then also just like the lisp and everything. Just like no, I, it would it would definitely piss me off. <laughs> Can't handle it. Can't mm-hmm. handle it. I'll chill with Kurt Vonnegut. Leonard Cohen and Alan Watts. Don't know who the first dude is. But I've heard of Alan Watts. Uh, would obviously, be Leonard Cohen, the songwriter, I believe, is who you're referencing of Leonard Cohen. Alan Watts was a drinker, though he wasn't a smoker. Apparently, because even apparently he, even, despite all of his sage wisdom and everything, he was like a raging alcoholic. Like he was a big old. Oh wait! Oh wait! 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 Big old drinking. I'm guy. changing my dream blunt rotation. There's two dream blunt rotations. There's mm. a there's a music blunt rotation with Willie and Snoop, and uh, what like a media blunt rotation with fucking Bruce Campbell, Willie and Snoop, and there's a fucking old school psychedelic blunt rotation timothy leary is timothy leary robert anton wilson yeah fucking um what's his name aldous huxley okay okay bring it on baby that would be (laughs) the best oh my god yeah you can add like yeah you could Um, sub you could sub aldous huxley and philip k dick interchangeably we should do we should do mystics philosophers and then kurt vonnegut wrote slaughterhouse five respect that that's cool we're also getting a b-movie fan fan boy meet me up in there as well i amazing that. we should do more b-movie fan up fan meetups in Lamel, our discord Ash which Williams you can join himself. hell yeah see there we go sid got it bruce campbell like, <laughs> yeah he's ash williams in the evil dead and uh yeah all sorts of silly roles he's played ash it, bruce campbell is an actor worth following he's done so many fun b-movies but yeah that is uh all we got time for folks yeah as uh porky pig but we'll say. catch you again next week even though we're your parasocial we friends um, we sometimes ghost you but we always come back because we love you <laughs> ew 
die quietly. <laughs> Dude, it's not ghosting. You're there like fucking defending smoking and you're like, I'll smoke until my lungs give out. This is nothing to do with smoking. Okay? <laughs> this is nothing to do with smoking. Jake went on, okay? uh, went to Amsterdam um, yeah, we don't be, and got I'm, some We've been ghosting, motherfuckers. It's like Rave I was, disease. I went to fucking, I was working at AD all week, the week before. And now he has early. like a mystery rave disease because he's been like. It's not, fucking, it's like I was fine all week and I was having, a, I was, it was good, having a great time. It was quite intense because it's like a fucking conference then with like a techno festival at the end so it's like it's quite intense but you know i was cool for the whole time fell asleep on the plane back as soon as i woke up you just felt yeah. it in the back of your throat it's like fuck and i've been dealing with him like complaining and being a baby all week um anymore lol pick up your shea butter and go home erica badu yeah pick it up <laughs> and go home <laughs> there can only be one shea butter babe in the blunt rotation otherwise it gets too it gets too buttery too, deep, too buttery it gets way too buttery, it gets up way in too here. buttery. <laughs> all right all thanks right, guys, everybody we love see you next we'll week. see you next week Peace.